Good afternoon and welcome to an episode of the Disruptive Voices of the Pacific. And with me today, I have an amazing man. I'm so thankful that here in Fiji, God has just connected me with really kingdom-minded men. Uh, there are good men in the country. And even though I talk a lot about the abuse of women, um, I'm thankful that there's just good men who are leading the church, leading the charge and lifting their voices. And the guest, my guest today, Master Mika, is one of them. Welcome. Bulubunaka, greetings and shalom in Jesus' name. Yes. He's excited to be here. I've just sprung this podcast on him. But give us a bit of your background first, because you have um, spent years uh, uh, in the school system uh, as a school headmaster. Just give us a bit of your background. Okay. Uh, thanks, uh, Leticia. Um, a teacher by profession, yes. Um, love a holistic approach to life. Learning from uh, all sorts of things in life where we can uh, grow in. Uh, came to know the Lord Jesus uh, at the tender age of uh, six, but then I backslid into the world in a very bad way and came back to the Lord at the age of uh, 28. And since then, I decided to um, never look back and uh, learn from the Word of God as much as I can and try to be the good person that God ordained me to be. Learning still learning and right now I'm uh, retired after 31 years of teaching and uh, passion is to look after young people and uh, help them to reach their destiny and be a good preacher of the word to honor and glorify the Lord. Amen. And you do that so well. Um, a, a big topic we discuss here on this um, on this web, on this podcast, where someone's taking our photo, we're so famous right now. Welcome to Reverend Wilfred, who's joined the table, but we've done an interview with him already. I discuss the issue of pornography a lot, and you, your story of when you first saw porn, one of the first times you saw it, has impacted me forever, and I've told it many times. Can you just tell us that story? Um, it is an amazing story because... Um while watching pornography and then uh, lo and behold it was a local pornography and there right in front of me was my very own niece my first cousin's daughter and uh, this was not easy for me to share because this is family very close but I shared it nonetheless knowing that in Christ we are undone as it were he knows everything I wanted to use it as an illustration of how that episode or that event shocked me and made me know how bad pornography is because uh, this young niece of mine uh, was at a tender age too and being exploited there on local pornography and not just by uh, local men but even overseas European men so that made me begin to change the way I saw pornography and it made me know how filthy it was, how bad it was, and I needed to change my culture, my mannish, brutish culture of watching women being abused. That is not right before God, and it is not right, even should not be right in our culture. So that made me think a lot about things, and that got me out. So. Yeah, so you, had, um, you were with some other men that night, and they put in the disc or the videotape into the TV, and up comes a porn scene and it's your niece. Um, I mean, how shocking. And doesn't it just bring it back to home that these aren't some glamorous porn stars over in America somewhere, but it's um, someone that you know personally. 
So that's a good way to turn you off porn real fast. And that's what I challenge a lot of men with, that this is someone's daughter, someone's niece. It could be your daughter. Um, anyway, we want to talk a little bit about kingdom culture versus Fiji culture. Uh, I love Fiji. I, there's so much great stuff about Fiji culture, just like my own nation, Australia. Um, but all of our cultures must be filtered through the Word of God. And um, the Fijian culture is very strong, I've, I've come to realise. Um, and especially when it comes to being disruptive and speaking up around uh, abuse and porn, quite often I get the excuse from people, well, it's not in our culture. Um, it's not in our culture to speak about these things, to address them. We don't talk about them Sunday mornings. And so then nothing happens. And it's like the culture is more powerful than the Word of God. So what is your message? Um, how, how can Fijians celebrate the good thing in their culture, but then um, live according to the word first? Thanks, uh, Leticia. There is um, something that you brought up there, this phrase of kingdom culture, and as well as our local culture, traditional culture. I guess one thing is, People need to understand that when Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, then kingdom culture incorporates the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God means doing what is right before God. And so the message of the kingdom is not necessarily something that is easily, you know, palatable. It uh, stings our heart, if I may say the word. It stings our eyes in the way we see things. It stings our brain in the way we process things. It stings also our mouth and tongue and lips and the way we say things. So we, we really need to change what we utter, how we see things, what we ponder about, and a whole heart attitude towards this thing about porn. And it's something that needs to be talked about at the fore. A parent must have the ability to stand or in a, in a, in a, in a cultural center of the family and with the family hearing address these issues. It's no longer something that you must say is taboo anymore. You should bring it to the fore so that the family can learn how to deal with this. You know, who knows? There may be young girls in the family who are longing for a father and a mother to address this. And yet the both parents have not gotten into the word to be empowered in such a way that they can come out of the normal taboo and address this in a family setting or even if it's a, a dad to a daughter, to protect the daughter, or a mother to a daughter, mother to a son, a father to a son, to protect the children. It is their welfare in the future that is at stake here. So as you use the word disruptive, yes, the kingdom message is often disruptive. And Jesus did not mince words when he spoke about issues that would touch the welfare of the people of Israel. No wonder the Pharisees were angry because it was against their so-called culture and the many other uh, sideline commandments which they made to suit themselves. But some of those were actually against the very uh, principles of the Word of God in terms of righteousness. So righteousness means doing what is right, teaching what is right, and going on the right path. And if this is to protect our children, our spouses, in terms of the abuse that is going on, people getting into pornography and drug and all of these things, then we must teach the Word of God in the kingdom culture that it is and come away from our own traditional methods which uh, we sweep under the carpet. So this must be...
Yeah, kingdom living first, and that's what Jesus did. Uh, and you, again, you display this so well. You're such a servant leader. You're not um, one of these leaders that like to sit up front. Or we, we ran a day in May, and you're even in the kitchen, um, <laughs> which is so non... Don't see too many Fijian men in the kitchen, but... Um, how, how do we break through that Fijian culture, especially the male culture where um, we love to be served, um, you know, where men think that they're the boss, they're in charge. I had a man tell me yesterday that um, the women, some women cause the abuse because they answer back to their man, <laughs> was his, this is a good church man. Um, you know, how do we break through that mindset of, of the man being the boss? Well, I guess... Um, we've talked about ser serving and if people in the church are taught the whole concept of kingdom leadership and servant leadership and how Jesus fulfilled that. He's a king, yes, of the kingdom, but he was a servant too and he taught servant leadership. So if uh, men and women can learn to serve one another in love instead of picking on each other, you know, and uh, the man may be, you know, he's saying, I'm the boss authority, this and that. But someone once said, um, the word abuse is abnormal use. Someone once said that. The word abuse comes from the, the connotation of abnormal use. That's abuse, abnormal use. So if it's in terms of authority, then the abnormal use of authority is abuse of authority. And so when authority is abused, it'll have its consequences. It'll affect the spouse, it'll affect the children. The trickling effect is there. So if husbands or leaders of homes, parents, can learn the value of servant leadership, then it will set the foundation for a removal of abuse and set the foundation for homely love, the love situation at home, and sets a good foundation for the children. Then the wife might not answer back so much either. <laughs> Although I think it's, I mean, we all have our arguments in relationships and it's okay to have a bit of a fight every now and then. Um, last week when I was teaching on how God sees women equal in, in just as his creation, um, again, the pastors, great men, said, we'll be unpopular if we teach this in our church. Why is teaching on the equality of women and that God has made us equal, why is that unpopular? Well, I guess according to the word of God, people have not realized that everyone is created equal before God, even though there are different functions in the family. We'll have different functions. That is normal. Different responsibilities. But we are all created equal before God and give all opportunities that God allows to showcase who we are in Him and who He is in us. So I guess that's one area that needs to be taught well in the church how we are created equal, though we have different responsibilities and functions. So, yeah. So, it would appear, though, that this has not been taught by the pastors. <laughs> what, what, what is the traditional teaching around um, manhood? I guess uh, the traditional... It's not only in Fiji. I guess it's in a lot of uh, cultural environments where people need to break out from the so-called norm. And that is just the whole area of submission. That if people can understand what submission to God first becomes. Because in the kingdom culture, we serve him first and foremost. So in serving him, we learn submission to him, and that will teach us submission to one another. So that we don't demand submission, 
but we set examples and we submit to each other out of that love through that example. You're painting a beautiful picture, um, <laughs> which, which I don't think is painted enough or modelled enough. And unfortunately, I hear so many young Fijian women in their 20s who are single say, I never want to marry a Fijian man because of that mindset of they're in charge and the women must submit. You know, it's not the mutual submission that you're painting. What would you like to say to those young women who are prepared to be single because um, <laughs> they're scared to marry a traditional Fijian? Well, the thing is this, in terms of um, where we are, you know, like if you're in Fiji, okay, there's a big chance you'll marry a Fijian. I guess for women, one of the best things is for them to pray that God would bring someone across to them, someone that God knows will be compatible. You know, so instead of complaining, uh, you understand the situation, but then you take things in prayer, asking the Lord to bring someone, that man that has learned the leadership principle of submission to God and submission even one to another in terms of a relationship. So I guess that's something that they need. As single women, you know? Yeah. I think prayer is a good place to start, and I encourage them. I've met some great men here in Fiji, and men like you and uh, Reverend Wilfred who's sitting here with us um, you're modeling a different way um, and so I think men, our men can't be what they can't see and unfortunately a lot of them are abusive because they've seen that modeled in their home or their village but it's great to have leaders in this nation who are modeling so something uh, of God's kingdom across here um, well, look, we're going to finish it up there, but just thank you for your, your insights and your views, Master Mika. Keep up your good work. Any last final words to our audience before we leave? Well, um, first of all, uh, Leticia, thank you so much for, you know, championing the cause of breaking out of the mould, so to speak. It is never easy, but I guess just as you are trying to do, we must also learn and do likewise of learning to break away from a mold that has stereotyped, you know, the way we function in society. And so we must come out of that and do what the Word of God mandates us to do, to break out from that into freedom, the freedom that Christ has given, where we express freely in love, where we move in love, and we move aside from the things that bind us and into the freedom that God so desires in relationships for one another and also in relationship with our children and in the wider community and in the body of Christ. Well, on that beautiful note, we will leave it there. Thank you for your time and God bless. Easily I see your suffering I see the pain Beneath that bull of smile Come out from hiding the sun is rising Let the islands hear reason Let